Hey everyone, welcome to the 100% Wild Podcast. I am Tim Chelswick, joined by Matt Drury. Matt, how are you? I'm good. We got two special guests with us today. We've never done this on the podcast before. We got both Mark and Terry Drury. Wow. And obviously the two founders of Drury Outdoors, and there's an important reason why we have both you guys. We're discussing DeerCast today, a brand new app that we'll be launching here August 28th. Perhaps one of the biggest chapters in our company's history, I dare say. You know, time will tell, but I, I really think this is one of those chapters that we'll look back on and go, that changed things, you know? Well, hopefully. I mean, it's been an evolution up to this point, 30 years of a company's history and, and probably close to 70 years of combined whitetail hunting ability between the two of you guys. You've sat out there and you've watched whitetails really your entire lives. So all that leads up to this conversation. Absolutely. You know, watching the changes in technology, the way it, it has went over the years, this is just one more stepping stone, in, you know, as far as technology is concerned and the availability of this app and then trying to consolidate everything we've learned over the past 35 or 40 years, you know, taking our two brain trusts and, and packaging it into something and then being able to go onto that app and, and you know, really open that back up is is pretty enlightening, really. Yeah. And I've, I've had a lot of people ask, you know, do you think technology has hurt hunting, has, has kind of hurt woodsmanship and and all those things and i really don't feel like that i feel like it's helped so many more people get into the sport learn more about the sport before they go out and even try it i think i think it's a good thing i think it improves their overall woodsmanship you know because if they go out there with more confidence and with more information in their mind they're going to go about their ways in a smarter smarter fashion and not blow as many deer out and be a better hunter because of the technology think if we'd had all this at our disposal when we started i mean we had to learn it on our own what well, yeah. we were learning from the Winzels and the rothars and the, mm-hmm. the people we were reading up on back then but there were just books well, and, and so much of that, you know, was really mistakes that we made throughout the years, you know, by sitting on days where we shouldn't have even been out there. We wasted a lot of hours. And I mean, hours that we could have been spent at home, you know, with family and sure. so on and so forth. And then as we got older and we found out what was more productive and when deer actually moved during daylight, you know, we started scratching our heads and, and he and I are always very, very analytical. And we don't forget much. Whenever we see a deer up on their feet and moving during daylight hours, we want to know why why was yeah. he up so we started just really kind of taking all that information and compiling it and logging it away and then and then trying to take those two and, and blend it together and we did it almost on a daily basis saying hey what'd you see today you know why were they moving what time of the day what was happening what was going on uh it was so beneficial so being able to access some of that information now for a hunter i don't think it gets much better really and that's been the point of DeerCast here because what we've done in our company's history is you know with the drew outdoors team you guys are always on the phone with the team guys so we would see how different fronts how different weather patterns moon you know phases whatever would affect deer movement for different guys in different parts of the country and ultimately it always kind of boiled down to a few factors and we feel like we've kind of narrowed it down and and that's kind of the point of deer cast right absolutely i mean one thing's for sure as we compared notes with ourselves and everybody else there are days when almost nothing moves mm-hmm. and there are days when every single deer in the herd moves and they might move at an odd time yeah. to top that off we had to figure out why and that's why we came up with deer cast I and mean, we figured it out i always said you know i kind of felt like we cracked the code i mean that's not like bragging or anything like that it's just the way we termed it it's like 
I'm to the point where I, I can predict deer mood, you know, 85, 90 percent of the time. And so can Terry, both good and bad. Mm-hmm. And we said, man, wouldn't it be cool if we could help others do that? Because you can't yeah. articulate it easily. It's it's hours of conversation to look at everything that we look at on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And we're not only looking at that day, we're looking back two or three days and we're also looking forward two or three days. And the algorithm within DeerCast does all of that. It's easier to predict now looking at it than when we do it ourselves. So before we get into kind of diving into what the algorithm is composed of and, and what those factors are, <clears throat> let's. I just want to address kind of what some naysayers might say. is like, all right, you guys are hunting properties where you feel like it's pretty non-pressured. You know what I mean? It's ma- highly managed, non-pressured. Does it relate to your average guy's property? Let's kind of get go through that first and, and walk through some of that, I think. Yeah, deer, deer. Um, and I think weather affects all deer. There are other things that also affect them, and that's hunting pressure, mm-hmm. predation, uh, dogs, neighbors, those types of things you can't control. You can't predict with an app. Uh, but in terms of deer and how weather affects them, I would say that most get affected the same. The other factors you can't control. What about the the thought process that, hey, if a front's moving in, you know, that's all you need to know. A front's coming in. I mean, is it go? how much further beyond just the, the simplicity of a front's coming is it? It's a lot deeper than that. Yeah. And we used to we used to look at that pretty hard, you know, whether it was a low pressure system that was ushering in a high pressure system behind it or whether it was just some high winds that were coming in, whether it was just some light rain, heavy rain, snowfall, all of those elements were what we took 40 years of observing it and saying, what happened that particular day? What was the wind direction and uh, why did they move? Well, then we started really almost slicing it up and going 10 steps further, 12 steps further, and finding out that it had a lot to do with barometric pressure. It had a lot to do with not only wind direct, wind speed, but wind direction mm-hmm. and the velocity of that wind. It had a lot to do with thermal currents, had a lot to do with moon phase, rising moon, setting moon. So there were so many other elements, and we call them influencers. There were so many influencers that, that really determined when they moved, why they moved, and how they moved. Uh, with that being said, you know, those outside influences that Mark was talking about, you know, if you're in an area that's that's highly pressured, intrusion is one of the worst that you, you just can't predict it. Uh, technology helps us try and figure out when they're going to move. Those outside influencers, the the adverse conditions, you just can't predict it. So that's for, an X factor. It's the X factor for those naysayers. They're absolutely correct when they say that, but uh, that's not what the app's all about. It's, it's trying to stack the odds in your favor. It's a chess match, and we're just trying to stack the odds in your favor, give you just one more tool for the arsenal, and that's what DeerCast is all about. Well, and my understanding is that it's not the app is not a black box in that you can see what the influencers are and how that's working. So it's almost an education. So Absolutely. you're learning, you're learning. It's not just spitting out and saying, go hunt now. No, it's a teaching tool, more so than a cheat sheet, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's you a go. teacher, man. You uh, you look at it on a day in and day out basis, and then you know the algorithm will spit out an order in which those influencers affected the deer movement that day, at least in our opinion. Yeah. And then you can go back and watch what we had to say about cloud cover in mm-hmm. phase one versus cloud cover in phase twelve or thirteen, yeah. which it, yeah. it that changes drastically. What cloud cover does in phase one is different than what it does in, in phase. 12 or 13. Mm. We've, we've learned that through observation, sitting there watching them four months a year. So 
it then takes all of that weather information and puts it right in front of you. So you can go, okay, it says great today. I need to be out there. But why is it great? Well, there's going to be 20 or 30 minutes of video that tells you why it's great every single day. So let's back up a few steps and kind of go through the general uh, framework of what that portion of DeerCast does, what this predictor, so to speak, the forecaster does Take me through the conditions and what what are we pulling from? What you know, a weather source and and, and your location, et cetera. Sure, on an hour by hour basis, this algorithm that the smart guys that helped develop our app came up with, and he was a pilot, so he understood weather very, very well. One thing pilots understand is weather. Okay, and he went in and created an algorithm that. We looked at every phase, almost a season on a day-in and day-out basis, mm-hmm. and we said, okay, what does weather do, this particular weather do, as it relates to deer movement during this phase in the simplest form? We did that for 11 different things, mm-hmm. and then we did it for phase two all the way through phase 13 because they changed, and then we gave them values. How important is pressure in this phase? How important is it way back here? Rate them. We rated them <clears> so <throat> that the algorithm always looks at it in the in the correct fashion, and then on an hour by hour basis it's telling you when the deer should move peak times and it takes in every single influencer whether it is an is an enhancer or whether it's a detracted that day i don't think you can overstate the fact that we did that for all 13 phases and the fact that you know trying to really dissect it and say how much influence does just one of those elements have on the deer yeah. movement and how much it varies between phase one, yeah. two, three, so on down the line all the way to 13 because it does it does weight differently. And the fact, we were talking about technology early on, the fact that you can create an algorithm to put all that information together and then spit out a, 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 a fair movement, good movement, great movement, or poor movement is, is amazing. The fact that they can do that, but that's exactly what happened with DeerCast. Yeah, and so it takes it one step further. You, you can set your your location, you can set multiple locations, you know, where your farm is. So say, you know, I'm here in St. Louis, my farm's in Ellsbury, or maybe I want to see what it's like up in near your farm in Kirksville before I go. So just like, you know, a, a weather app, you set your location and it's a preset, and then you can be checking the conditions, the forecast, the deer cast for that area leading into your hunt. So for guys like me and, and I, I think Tim, where you got to really pick and choose your battles of when you're going hunting. It's, it's, you know, we beta tested it last fall. It was, it was huge for me because like, you know what? I I probably don't need to waste my time here. It's saying it's going to be poor. You can, like you said, you can go in and really look at the details of the forecast barometric pressure, cloud cover, precipitation, uh, average temperature for that time of year, what the temperature is for that day. That's a big one. And and you start to learn why is it pumping out this forecast, this deer cast. And so at the end of the year, you know, you're feeling like you've learned something not only through just observation, but through the videos that you guys supply inside it. So for me, it was big because I knew more or less when I shouldn't waste my time. Mm-hmm. And with a young family being an hour and a half away from my lease, that's important. I don't I don't have time to waste. 
And so having that help, it, it, it was huge. No, Absolutely. He, he doesn't have time to waste. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm too busy doing things here. Yeah, that's exactly. my point. He should be here. You know, though, Matt, on a broader range, if you were hunting in Florida versus hunting in Wisconsin, Mark made the statement, deer, deer, you know, they're still going to move at certain times of the day. Typically, they might be nocturnal, you know, for the majority of the year. When are those daylight hour days? That's what we're really trying to hone it all down and say, what days are they actually going to be on their feet during daylight hours? And about how long can you expect them to be on their feet? And whether it's in Florida or Wisconsin or Georgia, some of these states are a little bit different. Your point about temperature differential is a good one because it's so crucial. And that got weighted differently, you know, in the 13 phases. But boy, if if they're accustomed to dealing with 85 and 90 degree temps, and all of a sudden they got a 45 degree or 50 degree uh, drop, even if it drops down into a huge influencer. Yeah. Yeah. So all of those got weighted. Yeah. So, so what about the rut? Because the rut does that. I mean, the rut is different north to south. How do you take into account the different timings of the rut across the country? Which is a good point. You know, we did a lot of research. We talked to a lot of different biologists. We talked to a lot of different hunters and we tried to establish data points across the country of peak Mm -hmm. estrus. The bulk of them are around the 13th or 14th of November. And that's what the app comes with a preset, I believe of November 14th, 14th, if I'm not mistaken, as peak estrus are the center of lockdown in terms of our phases. However, there are pockets, Georgia, Mississippi, Florida, Florida is very confusing. Alabama, Alabama, where you can, you can go in and go, okay, what is my peak estrus? You can then change that within the app and then it will slide the the rest of the phases in around that particular date. So it gives you the the ability to customize it and, and slide it. And that's a huge factor because with the, the show 13, the main question we always get is, okay, I'm in mm-hmm. PA. How how do these phases relate to what I'm doing sure. or how I'm hunting? Well, if you can figure out your peak estrus or even if you you know that if you just don't know it, you could call your conservation, you know, department and, and probably find out generally speaking an agent or someone in the know in that area and you can go in and set your peak estrus. It slides everything the the appropriate direction and then it it matches up the movement, the phases it matches up with your area. So that's pretty huge, honestly. If, if anybody's watched 13, they've seen Mark do it. On, in Texas. <laughs> in Texas. And yeah, it worked like a charm down there It has year. worked like a charm. Yeah, Absolutely. Because the first two or three years I had in Texas, I didn't have deer cast. Last year I did change the peak ester state down there. It's about 24th, 25th of November. I changed mm-hmm. it and it was a, like a charm. I mean, it was like, I always rewind the clock when I go there. I go there and they're doing what they just did in the Midwest. A funny story with that. So, you know, we were beta testing it this, this past fall and Mark was in Texas. He came back and we have a text chain going with this developer, this pilot, Abe. And he's like, something's not right with this. What is going on? And we figured out that forgot to change the peak to set it back, back. To, to the Midwest. So I was on Texas phases in Southern Iowa in early December. And I was like, what's going on? Man? But as soon as you figured it out and, and switched the date back, it, everything, life is good. It's back to normal. Absolutely. So it's amazing how different that can be. And we've tried to account for that the best we can. Absolutely. And, you know, to Matt's point, it'll identify those bad days. Those are generally yeah. easy to identify. The good days are relatively easy to identify. It's that 80 percent in the middle that's a little bit tougher, you know, because generally when you're sitting out there, they're either going to move really well, really poor are just kind of okay. So there's there's only about four different subdivisions the way we have it within the app. I think it goes from poor to okay to good to, to great. Yes. So the ends pretty easy to identify. That center part 
little tougher. Yeah. So outside anything else to cover as it pertains to do do we want to touch on some of the main influencers in, inside the algorithm or dive into a little bit of that in more detail? You know, it it's hard to to go into it because there's so many hours. You know, we could sit here and talk for hours, but we've given the 10,000 foot view. I mean, if you go down any deeper than that, you know, you start going phase by phase, day by day and saying, this is what wind does. This is what the moon does. This is what people to sleep. I don't know. It depends if they're fascinated like we are about, you know, but, um, I don't know how, how deep you want to dive into it. I mean, I, I don't want to give away the secret sauce, certainly, sure. because it took it took years to come up with it. And um, a lots of lots of conversations, lots of studying, lots of trail pictures. But we're fairly certain we've we've got the code down, you know. So how you know, one question I've seen a lot is, all right, hey, there's moon guides out there that moon apps that are similar. We've kind of taken a different approach. Moon is one of the influencers. One of 11. Yeah, but it's not the main. It's not even on the top half. No, I'd say out of the 11, it's probably 8th, ninth, 10th, somewhere in there in terms of overall power of influence. Now, there are certain times of year, certain phases of the moon that probably it, it, it gets a little better, right? I mean, where it may means a little more to the whitetail movement? No doubt. Those times of the moon phase that we see enhanced daylight activity are weighted a little higher than those times mm-hmm. that aren't. You know, if you take the, the 10 days that, that are five days either side of the full moon and compare them five days either side of the dark of the moon, drastic difference in overall daylight activity. And we, too, have been watching the moon for many, many years. We st- I started back in high school, you know, back in the 70s. Mike Jogger's buddy was talking about moon being up, you know, or moon setting. And a lot of people don't know when it rises and when it sets and how it changes each and every day. But it is an influencer. And, and we found out that probably the number one influencer was temperature. You know, that one seems to have a better uh, or is weighted a little more heavy than, than the moon even. But when you start putting those together, you start stacking 10 or 11 influencers together. Barometer, a, a big one. We have found that barometer is just being a huge influencer. So you get moon, barometer, temperature, wind speed. When, you know, all those differentials, uh, that's when it starts adding up. And that's exactly what we did. Mm-hmm. And, and Matt, I think, I think one of the things that you're touching on there is that there are no shortage of wildlife movement indicators that are built off of one single variable. It's like good, great, or not a good day. Mm-hmm. And so this is, this takes, this is a much more comprehensive approach. In reality, this would probably, we say there's 11 weather influencers. Well, of course, one of those is the moon. So 10 weather and yeah. the moon. Um, but then you look at the overall rut influence and the phase influence. You could add those 13 influencers well, in there. So the app's really looking at, at any given time, 24 different things every mm-hmm. single day. And not to mention, we also weighted different states differently. You know? Yeah, there, there is a, a natural pessimism built into it for more heavily hunted states based on license sales, so on and so forth. So, and, and even you can build your own pessimism into it. If you watch it and go, you know what, this thing says great, but every day I go out, I'm not getting greats. I'm getting all goods, you know, because mm-hmm. every area is going to be different and how much pressure they have yeah. from hunting sure. and outside sources are going to suppress deer movement. So while those same deer, if they're living in an unpressured area, are probably going to act like, the, you know, the deer we're used to hunting, you know, or our deer in Texas or wherever you're talking mm-hmm. about. But you could you could slide it yourself. You know, you could give it your own pessimism. So that's a, a good point. <clears throat> and I was about to bring it up. So a great night on your farm and a great night on your farm 
is vastly different than a great night on my lease. And so you got to go into it with that mentality. Like that's why we couldn't predict, Hey, you're going to see 20 deer. That's impossible to predict. We don't know everybody's deer herd, but for me, a great night on that lease, we might see eight does, a couple young bucks. I mean, that's a great night. Otherwise you don't see, but maybe one. So or none. Yeah. And and on your place that may just register as an okay night, you know, whatever, (laughs) a poor night in some cases. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's just different, but that's the point. So you, you gotta, you gotta know in your mind what your herd is before you go into it. Right. We're we're like that in Texas, Matt. We're lucky to see two to five deer a setting down there. Mm -hmm. It's just because the country's so vast, the herd's spread out. Uh, you don't have them concentrated like we do. So I can relate to that. There's a lot of days where it said great down there and we'd see a couple, but they were the right ones. I mean, they're still on their feet. They're still daylight. Yeah. You know? We have a text chain between the 13 cast where we report every night, you know, how the hunt went and it gets old, but <laughs> reading the report from Mark and Terry, because it's, oh, it was an okay night. Saw 25 deer. <laughs> and Trevor and I are like, oh my gosh, you know, we had a great night. We saw eight. <laughs> yeah. But well, it is relative. I saw two year old. It's 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 how you apply the app to your hunting. One hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 Buying the app isn't going to make your spot better. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not going to hunt. <laughs> End of the for story. You. you still have to, you still have to hunt. You still have to play the variables in your head. Yeah. Well, it and, and it can't pick your spot. It can't pick how you planted your food plot. It can't. It, you know, Take it can't do shot. any of those things. So um, you still, you know, the woodsmanship. Going back to the beginning of our conversation, you you still have to be a hunter and still know what you're doing. You still have to pick the right tree for the right wind. And, you got all the correct stuff. access. Yeah, you know, I think that's where a lot of people screw up. They'll do, you know, they drive everything out, sit in their tree, and go, "I didn't see a deer." Yeah, what you know. I? And I, I noticed some comments on some of our social. A gentleman said. I've been sitting and not seen a deer and buddy two hills over saw all kinds of deer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you might've driven them to it. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. what wind, what wind direction? Yeah. You, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. you don't know how people are hunting, but as far as weather's influence on a deer herd, we do have a confidence in that level. In that yeah. Level. And it's, I mean, we, we also, we had all kinds of feedback, good and bad. And even on some of the bad, it was great points that they were making feedback so, in terms of what the app might do, even yeah, though they hadn't heard about yeah, it. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, I think, you know, the, the point of it is we're not, this is not another gimmick. You know, that was some of the naysayers like, oh, just one more thing. You're trying, you run out of stuff to sell us. And and that's not really the case. Never in our history in 30 years as Drew Outdoors, our point has always been to try to help the consumer be a better hunter uh, from the get-go. And if we're pushing a product, we believe in the product or it has helped us. And that goes back to the technology conversation. Technology gets better. Products get better. Why not use it to your advantage? That That's why so many people are killing so many good deer now i mean it's it's amazing it seems like so many so many people are killing giants these days you look at at facebook and social media and you see all kinds of pictures in the fall it's not by mistake people are being more educated on how to hunt absolutely if someone is an analytical person and they're a true blue dyed in the wool whitetail hunter this does not if it does nothing else it gives them a whole arsenal of things to look at you know they they don't have to take our word for it what they can do is take each one of those influencers and try and create their own 
meaning compare and say, okay, I'm going to have good or great movement that particular day and see exactly how it worked out for them, you know, but they can go down through the list and start documenting it themselves. It wouldn't be that hard and really try to play the chess match on their particular turf. It would be easy to do if they're, if they're a naysayer and they don't believe it, or they want to say it's, it's, uh, some kind of gimmick or whatever, man, it's given you a lot of tools to work with here. Some things you've never, ever looked at before, you know, barometric pressure and how much it's risen, how much it's fallen, temperature differential, all of those elements that we have in the algorithm, it'd be easier for them to slice and dice it and look at it themselves. Pressure as it relates to time of the year, high pressure early isn't the same as late. It's just like cloud cover. What it does early, they do, it does not do the same thing in one, in a few phases, it's an enhancer in other phases. It's a suppressor just based on our observation. And other people, other hunters may have observed that in the past. Nobody's ever talked about it to my knowledge. Not that I've heard. Yeah. Well, and besides all of that, the, at the end of the day, you have all of those factors sitting in front of you on your phone. You don't have to go check two or three different apps to, to, to come up with all that information. That in and of itself is worth you know, checking the thing out. We at least brought them all together into, yeah. into one app. Everything that we look at on a daily basis. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's so correct. If it's important to a hunter, it's it's here. Yeah, it's really... Um, it's kind of like the analytics that you see in baseball, saber metrics. You know, you're looking at, at tendencies uh, that hitters have. You this know, is our shift. Left-handed swing, <laughs> Matt Carpenter hits it to the right side every time. Well, they've stacked the defense over there. This app is similar. They're look, we've seen tendencies in deer through the years. The app tells you what they might be doing. Whether they do it or not really depends on how you're hunting in your spot and all that stuff. Like I said, getting the app isn't going to make your spot any better. However, it can help identify those tendencies mm-hmm. and use those saber metrics in your advantage. When the stars line up, Weather-wise, there's a better chance that he's going to move today than he's going to move the next day or the previous day. And that's what it does in a nutshell. You're just trying to stack the deck. You're just Boom. trying to help help yourself. Stacking you know? the deck. That's that's exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Well, so I feel like we covered the deer cast portion of this app pretty well. Let's go through some of the other things that it does because there's, there's a lot of other cool features of this deal. And when we developed it and we were having the conversations one of the key things we felt like it needed to be a content hub for all things jury outdoors you know currently you can get a lot of our content for free in a lot of places but let's kind of aggregate it down into one spot a one-stop shop for everything so all of the dod tvs um all of our previous library we're remastering all the vhs titles dating back to king of the spring sound of the spring which we might regret that going back and looking at some of that (laughs) stuff you know right place right time and all the cool titles that we get a ton of requests wishing it was on dvd and we never remastered for dvd well now it's going to live here on the app on digital farm and you'll have access to it at all times that's pretty awesome Pretty cool. And it's going to be the journal experience on steroids for the first time ever. There will be a version of the app that allows you to see every kill as they happen. Terry's going to kill a 200 this year on his Illinois lease. (laughs) Same day, next day, we're going to have it on the app for you to view the kill right there. You know, we've never done that before. What what day? uh, I would say based on this year's moon, November the 17th. There you go. 18 or 19. Better be there. Maybe 18 or 19. 
mark it down. So I, come, I think I, I will go. mark that down. <laughs> well, in, in, in the process of us going back through and putting all these old titles up into the app, we calculated that there's over 20,000 minutes of produced hunt footage. That's, that's on the app. incredible amount of that's over i think we calculate like two and a half weeks of just sitting down 24 7 watching watching hunt footage that's a lot and, and just to clarify the the outdoor channel shows so wildlife obsession um king of the spring 13 yeah Green tv Season. shows are they're on my outdoor tv yeah mm-hmm. you can only get those currently over at motv the the motv app so that will not be here but the the dvd vhs library dod tv content podcast the video podcast all that stuff will live killing the kitchen right here uh on the app and then going back to your point about the journal experience one of the other cool things as a user you'll be able to upload you know, your own journal and we'll be selecting, you know, a couple times a day, the best pictures to submit into our news feed mm-hmm. so that everybody, all, all users can see it, at, you know, at home. Absolutely. So. The ultimate goal is to make it about them yep. from an educational standpoint. We want to share in their success stories mm-hmm. as well as share in ours and build this nice little Drury Outdoors team or community, you know, in and around this app. Pretty cool, you know, to think of how you can touch so many people and so many's lives. Mm-hmm. I think back Back to the old years when we first started, you couldn't even have conceived this. Mm. Couldn't have done it. This is kind of like going. Remember the old uh, check-in stations where you had to go check your deer and like everyone's hanging around and yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like that that mm-hmm. principle. Where you can share. You know, we'll be picking out some of those to share with the rest of the community. Absolutely, it's gonna be cool. And our check-in station was kind of a bar and grill, so we, <laughs> really? we spent a lot of time there. Yes, <laughs> you, <laughs> throw you may not job. have had anything to check in, but you checked <laughs> right. in. You never so checked out see what everybody else checked in. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> had a bad day it was a good place to go sit (laughs) yeah so it's it's literally all things drury it's going to be a a really cool experience for i think anybody that downloads and plays with it um we hope to make people better hunters we hope to make them happy Mm -hmm. and have great memories out there in the field and um you know like i said i think it's a big chapter for our for our brand absolutely and and you know, we're, we're also doing some cool things and promotion of this that'll be forthcoming, you know, that, that we're really, really excited about some big things to say, thank you. You know, thank you to our viewers for 30 years of, of, of watching Drury Outdoors content. So, Next year's our 30th anniversary. Yeah. Pretty exciting. I can't believe it. Hmm. Time is flying. It's flying, man. So hopefully that, that, you know, answers a lot of questions people have about DeerCast, how it works, how it looks at all 11 different weather mm-hmm. variables, hour by hour, where they're hunting. Should, uh, should be pretty cool. And yeah. it's available for iOS and for Android. So, matter, so no matter what device you have, it will work on it. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's it will be available August 28th, starting August 28th. And like you said, in the app stores. And uh, currently there will be a free version of it. And, and we'll see where we go from there. Mm-hmm. So... Yep, there'll be, be multiple cool. versions, no doubt, as we yeah. go through time. Great. Well, guys, I think that that pretty much wraps it up for DeerCast, right? 
I think we covered it pretty well. I mean, I'm sure, you know, the, the other part about it, as we go on, I'm sure we'll do a DOD TV episode and, and where it has graphics and kind of takes you through the app itself and, and shows you how to use it and how to navigate it. Um, but for now, we just want to get the word out there. Of course, all the TV shows are starting up on the Outdoor Channel and we're starting to talk about it on 13. 13 is really going to be the best place to understand it yeah. as far as until it launches. I mean, every you see episode, it every episode. Being used in the field. Yeah. And the successes and failures that come with it. And, and honestly, I mean, as far as the show goes, it's, it's usually just successes because it, every time we killed something, there was a great forecast. It right. went by chance. I mean, yep. we were beta testing it. It was working pretty well. We made a few small changes at the we end of the year. We made some tweaks based on tendencies we picked up on this year, tweaked the algorithm in two or three different places, and I think made it better. But that being said, it's it's not a magical bullet you know mm-hmm. just because you have it isn't going to make you into gene winsel you know i mean you've <laughs> got to use it learn from it and it's not gonna be accurate every day i mm-hmm. mean i will i used it religiously every single day and i felt like it was 85 plus percent accurate there were days where it said good that were great there were days that said poor where it was great we caught that in the algorithm and changed that out but it's going to make some mistakes. But by and large, it was pretty dadgum accurate. It's it's really only as accurate as the weather predictor. You know, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. If the weather is mm-hmm. off slightly, Perfect then point. this algorithm yeah. is going to be off slightly. And that's what we found that when the weather was inaccurate, you know, the deer cast was just slightly off. But uh, from an hour to hour basis, it can change. The weather can change in twenty minutes, thirty minutes. Sure. So it's only it's only that short window of time there. Well, and that's a good point because at, at when we first started, I think there was a, a one day. Uh, five day and a 10 day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we decided to take the 10 day out because it's like you know what i don't know that it's the weather far. is is as accurate as it needs to be 10 days out it would give you a prediction but more often than not it was wrong by the time you got there yeah you know? so, so i think it's a one three one five, three five and like as i watched it last year i felt like it was accurate out to about 48 or 72 hours in right. most cases yeah. and, and the closer you got the more accurate it became because the weather forecast gets yeah. more accurate the closer yeah. you get to yeah. it so perfect yep great all right, guys. All right, guys. Well, yeah. I appreciate you stopping by, joining us, because I think that it covers a lot of the questions that most people have about mm-hmm. this. And certainly up until August 28th, this gets a little bit of information out there and, and people can kind of start figuring out what it is on their own. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Then we can call it the 200% Wild Podcast. We have there you go. Terry and there Mark you go. with us. Were you thinking about that the whole time? I, I worked on it yesterday. <laughs> I've been sitting on it for 24 hours. <laughs> Ding. There it is. Awesome. Yes. Well, before we leave, I do want to kind of go over a few things. So this podcast, obviously, this is you know the first of many without our partner, Mark Kenyon. He's gone on to do some new things and uh, we took over the podcast. So if you want to get it, the audio version, you have to subscribe to the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast. So that's different than what it was. It was just 100% Wild Podcast before. So you have to subscribe to this new one. And I think for the second uh, podcast after this, we actually have Mark on talking about velvet hunting in the early season. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, please uh, take a listen. And, and join us and of course if you're watching it um, you can catch all kinds of cool stuff coming this summer on DOD TV we have mm-hmm. the 13 cutting room floor we have critical mass extreme which is kind of our cutting room floor edition of the brand new show that we're launching uh, on outdoor channel and uh, as always we have kill it in the kitchens and all kinds of cool informational gamekeeper type tips so uh, please stay tuned yeah all right guys thanks. well thanks for joining us everyone thank you appreciate all it all right guys. peace <laughs>